Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Why are we going into the main roster format? 
That's just one question that I have. And then them boys, Jesus Christ, are we talking about the Cowboys or them boys? So it's an NXT Tag Team Champions against used to. Is that who I think? So McAfee didn't say used to. My God, he's rubbing off on them. Dexter Loomis versus Austin Theory. So Dexter Loomis comes out first. Austin Theory gets a pep talk from the only guy. (laughs) I think I'm beginning to fall in love with them pep talks, and it's just, it's funny as hell. So, yeah. The way is hilarious, dude. If you have any questions, folks, you can go to Wrestle underscore radio or at Brian Rails, at underscore Brian Rails on Twitter, Wrestle Radio Network forward slash Facebook.com for questions on Facebook. I had a lot of questions on the last show, which was pretty awesome. He gets in the ring, bell ring. So I know that Theory hit the fall away slam on Loomis for a near fall. And then the next trust. Let's go, Loomis. What's the next trial? I'm confused. Okay, so... Okay. Loomis with an uppercut and a rope-assisted suplex on Theory. Wow, these guys are really descriptive. Theory then is out cold, and your winner is Dexter Loomis. And then Chompa interrupts McKenzie Mitchell and says, Timothy Thatcher is missing in action. Chompa says that Imperium took matters into their own hands. Adam Cole, baby. Last week, Kyle O'Reilly made the biggest mistake of his life. Okay, you know you'll never be as successful as me and eat you alive. So congratulations, Kyle. You just signed your death warrant. Who's writing this story, me or the writers, dude? This is, um... Okay. It's telling me to check out these photos on Instagram from a user that I... I'm familiar with. Anyway, so let's see here. This video will interrupt the promo. Kyle O'Reilly, I will not resist. I'm tired in my career. I don't know what I'm going to have to do, but you need to know I'm willing to do it. You're damn right. It's a threat. Oh, goodness. Now he's going to threaten me. (laughs) This is so fucking cheesy. It says, Regal, you listen to me and you listen to me right right now. He says he's going to hurt me. Well, not if I hurt him first. Come the fuck on, dude, really. I like it. I like the fact that it's it's cheesy but effective. And I think that's what draws a lot of wrestling us wrestling fans in, right? Now, you know, I'm usually one for entertainment. I never shy away. From people making threats or idle threats. But in wrestling, you know, you got to have some form of build, and I like where this is headed because it's violent, it's fun, it's great. But Gato Del Fantasma versus Brizongo, not going to fathom to go over that match. It's just uh, another filler match, if you ask me. So Legato Del Fantasma ends up with the victory. Who cares? Who cares? The winners of this match, who cares? Oh, this is great. You see police. And, okay, Mackenzie Mitchell is going to leave the building to find Kyle Riley and hurt him badly. Okay. Promo for Saray, the Warrior, the Sun, soon to make her NXT debut when we return. Dakota Kai versus Zoe Stark. This was a good match. It was very back and forth. Uh, Zoe Stark is starting to make good impressions on everyone. I mean, she's on a losing streak, but eventually she might pick up her first victory because there's a lot of good, you know, probably good banter back and forth in the locker room. Like, hey, man, you know, she's working her ass off. She put her in position to, you know, maybe finally win. She's earning her stripes, and she's really making people pay attention to her matches. So it's not a bad thing that if an up-and-comer loses a match but doesn't lose badly, she is not. She has yet to be dominated in a match. But then again, I think Raquel Gonzalez might put forth that foot and say, you know, hey, I'm, I am female. Hear me roar. 
Dakota Kai has um, control the case. Okay, so the grizzled young veterans were interviewed. And for the longest time, dude, there was a moment tonight when I was like, when did the grizzled young veterans become the tag team champions? Oh, Oni, Lorcan, and Danny Birch. Well, they all have beards except for James Drake, who just has scruff. So I'm just saying. Tommaso Ciampa actually beat Marcel Bartel. Is that a shocker? No. I mean, he took out Fabian Eichner to, you know, have an equalizer, right? And then Ciampa hit Widow's Bell. Willow's Bell. There you go. It's like a Drake DDT. And then LA Knight versus August Gray. So, fat guy in a little coat. That was hilarious. Bronson Reed just picked up LA Knight's jacket. And he's like, as uh, Wade Barrett was saying, that is Gucci. Is 100% Gucci. He's not going to be able to replace it. I'm going to talk about hilarious. That's hilarious right there. But, but you know, after that, you just see. Um, okay, Io Shirai came in to save the day for Zoe Stark because Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. But then um, Io Shirai gave Raquel Gonzalez an NXT Women's Championship contract. And Raquel Gonzalez said it's the biggest mistake she'll ever make of her life. And, well, it kind of was because Dakota Kai wanted, you know, Raquel Gonzalez for her own needs to prove the women's division that we belong type thing. Are they building towards a separation, dude? I don't know. That's up to the writer. Sometimes WWE goes off the cuff, and I like it that way. Uh, Regal, everything's out of complete control. Something that I have a solution in mind. Okay, so Kyle O'Reilly tried to run over Adam Cole apparently in the parking lot, but then they never showed it. If they would have shown it, I'm pretty sure people would have reacted a little differently. But you know, <laughs> I don't know why they can't show that. They used to run people over all the time with vehicles in WWE. And it was, you know, let's be safe about it, man. I don't want to hurt you too bad. Uh, I'm going to do this a bit in the parking lot, and then, you know, we're going to show everybody on live air and live TV what we're all about. Yeah. Now it's just, when you come back from break, we're going to cuff you. We're going to hire these extras. We're going to get the police, you know. It was chaos, but it was chaos done wrong. Simply because if you come back from commercial break and all of a sudden, what, what the fuck happened? Kyle O'Reilly's in cuffs, and then Adam Cole's in cuffs. It's like, um, okay, what'd you do? Just stand there and breathe hot air on each other? That was just my take on the whole situation in the back parking lot at the CWC. Anyways, Tony Lorcan and, and Danny Birch. I thought for a second there that it was James Drake and uh, <clears throat> Liverpool's number one, Zach Gibson. God, I miss the, I miss NXT UK's crowd with Zach Gibson. If you see Zach Gibson, take your shoes off. Okay, so you had, let's see, Finn Balor and Karrion Cross in an odd, odd tag team pairing tonight against the tag team champions. I knew they were going to still be the tag team champions. Come on. Owen Larkin and Danny Burch are a very, very good pair. They were boring. To me, okay, technical wrestlers, and this can vary. You don't all have to have show. You don't have to have pizzazz or jazzam. <laughs> but if you want to be entertaining, you got to have some flavor to you as a tag team. And boy, finally, some flavor injected with Pat McAfee at the helm, right? And Pete Dunne. You knew this was going to end like that because Karrion Cross took some dollars team. <laughs> Story-wise, is most most of us marks would say. Storyline-wise, it makes sense. You fuckers, you didn't know either. You knew. It was obvious because they point you in the direction where you knew, but you're still going to watch. 
Now to AEW. I'm not going to read fours, but I do want to read because this looks... Okay, Thunder Rosa is the one saving grace for the women's division in AEW as it's completely, completely one of them things that I am not a fan of is AEW's women's division. I mean, some parts of me wants to tell you that their women's division is exceptional, but I'm not going to say that. So... Uh, yeah, it would be nice if I could find the results to, <laughs> yep, AEW Dynamite results. I like Thunder Rosa's gimmick, Britt Baker can suck a log, I do not care for her. I mean, new book. AEW Dynamite's lights out as Thunder Rosa takes on Britt Baker in an unsanctioned main event. Why is everything unsanctioned with them? Why is everything hardcore with them? So match one, Vincent Penta told Cody, Penta told Cody that he's going to take an early paternity leave with a broken arm. Cody make it to the ring. Penta tries on him for an early attack. Blah blah. Who cares? So what, okay, who, who is Cody? Cody goes up against Penta. Is there inconsistency with AEW? This is what I mean by that. So Cody and Shaquille and Neil's on the Cody goes after Penta now. So okay. Jade Cargill versus Danny Jordan. I sorry, but this is a joke. The women's division is a joke. Because I'm reading this and it says Bell sounds Jade flexes before the two standing switches. Jade catches Danny hard with a powerful kick, big-time German suplex, and Jade kips right up. If I hit you with a German and you kip up, we're going to be having words in the back. Like, you can at least sell part of this, like, I'm going to kimp up right after the fact that I was given a German. That move, if you if done right, looks like you can get brutally murdered when you're selling. And Jade Cargill don't really... Therefore, Jesus Christ, that's their answer to Sasha. God, you guys suck. Um, MJF. Okay, so when you climb the mountain and there's no place, you're at the pinnacle of the sport, Tilly Blanchard. Match to Matt Hardy and the Butcher, the Blade and Inner Circle versus Jurassic Express and Bear Country. Matt Hardy, the butcher, and Blade in inner circle. What the hell is going on? So, okay, let me read this. Matt says, Empire is making money, and that is indeed what he's building. Dave Elring, Marco Stone. Okay, never mind. Never mind. I read that name, and I cannot... Begin to tell you how uh, that name Marco's done. All right. Okay, let me read the rest of it. So, <laughs> Matt tags himself in. He kicks in, stunt in the gut, and goes for an edge bomb. The jungle boy drop kicks Marco into Matt, and the brawl breaks out. Matt's empire is on the outside in Bear Country. vaults. So, okay, who cares? Matt Hardy, the Butcher, the Blade, and the Inner Circle. Mm-hmm. Eddie and Mox are not in good mood backstage. Mox isn't happy he got beat down during that death match. Uh, Christian Cage is standing by when he mentions Team Workhorse. He mentions makes wrestling better. Okay. I don't doubt that Christian can outwork everyone. Um. And not just based off the WWE bias, but I'll get to that later. Eddie Kingston and John Moxley versus the Good Brothers. Oh, this ought to be a good one. So, winners are Ron Moxley and Kingston. Okay, cool. Tony Schiavone introduces Sting and Darby Allen. Okay, this is an interesting pairing. And then Angelico versus Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix ends up uh, with a Thunder Driver for the one, two, three. 
Main event, unsanctioned lights out match of Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. Now, Thunder Rosa is a saving grace of AEW Women's Division, and I'm going to segue right into the following content contains several expletives. If you do have children under the age of 18, I suggest you either plug their ears up, make them put headphones on, or, or you can tell them not to listen at all. And by the way, if they go and repeat whatever I say on this show to their high school principal, middle school principal, wherever, elementary, I would just like to point out they chose to listen to me. They chose to repeat it. I am not responsible for any of the damages that come after that. So, without further ado, with 38 minutes left in the broadcast, Off the Rails Uncensored is a trademark podcast from March 7, 2016. Any reproduction or likeness thereof of Off the Rails Uncensored without written formal consent is you know strictly prohibited and you will be fined forty five dollars and it will be directly deposited into my account. So without any more hesitation we're gonna have ourselves a fucking party on this subject tonight. Monkeys in the truck. Can you do me a solid? Not a salad you goober, I mean it really <laughs> So tonight, live on air, some people claim they don't care about the women's division. That is because the fabulous Moolah, back in the day, was Wendy Richter. And not just Wendy Richter, but she basically held the women's division back for a very, very long time. What does that have to do with tonight's discussion? This is why some people don't like women's wrestling because apparently they don't show enough skin. Apparently they're not bimbos or bimbets. And they're not doing stereotypical women's wrestling in mud or in bra and panties or, you know, across Thanksgiving tables beating the ever-living shit out of each other in a weird, perverse way. What am I getting at? The AEW women's division, I got to have a list in front of me so that I can gauge what goes on. So, under Rosa, obviously, Britt Baker, Jade Cargill. So, Britt Baker, Ima Sakura, Hikira Shida, Ivelisse, Vale Sakaria. So there is several names that come out of AEW as well. So I don't want to see the Collins family. No thanks. I know that there's 20 more rows of this. So I'm not going to their website either. Okay. I just want to see the women's roster and it comes up with a lot of stuff. Women's roster is 22, 22 women, okay? I thank God I found it. So, Abaddon, who cares, she was, Allie, failed, <laughs> God. Anna J. don't know who the cup, oh, Emma, hmm. Awesome Kong. Brandy Rose, Britt Baker, who cares? Big Swole. Eh, I haven't seen all of the wrestling. I've seen some of it. Ina Sakura, Kiroshida, 
Eva Lise, Jade Cargill. Is she supposed to be the answer to Bianca Belair for real? I'm I just just looking at her picture. Chris Stratlander, Nikki Cross wannabe. Leva Bates. No wonder a lot of dudes like her. Mel, Melanie, okay, Mel, not going to give her a real name. Um, Nyla Rose, know all about her. Not really. Penelope Ford, Rebel, I have no idea who she is. Oh, Rio, Red Velvet, jeez, everyone has a velvet in their name. Shayna, hey, Conchie, I know who you are. Uh, Yuka Sasaki. I'm not going over the full AEW statistics, but I do know the women's division in WWE. Uh, the names that is. Let me so <clears throat> Bailey, Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, Naomi, Natalia, Ruby Riot. Let's see here, Mandy Rose, Liv Morgan. Oh my goodness, Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, the list goes on and on, Piper Niven, and that's just, I'm just looking off in NXT UK, Kaylee Ray, there's a laundry list of WWE talent, now they also have women's tag team championships, is AEW going to have women's tag team championships, I don't know, but what I do know is, folks, the strengths of the divisions in both AEW and WWE. Strength would be uh, Thunder Rosa, and that's about it. Because, the you know, if you look at AEW's division, it's consisted of eight, <clears throat> Japan and their talent that came up and coming. Yes, I realize that AEW's viewership was up to 4,320-something-odd thousand on YouTube. I don't know how that's humanly fucking way I do know. Because some people don't have time, nor do they have cable to go watch it. But um, I do know that the viewership is still up from AEW's side of things. Is that a bad thing? No, because you need competition in order to see what they're doing and then just you put your own format, you put your own twist to things and you do it. You straight up do it. I believe the terms strength and weaknesses is going to be used, right? So <laughs> looking at AEW's roster, the women's roster and looking at WWE, they're all tal- you guys are all talented. But if I must tell you why I lean more towards WWE is because I've given AEW a chance and I was flipping back and forth in that Lights Out match. And I got to tell you, Thunder Rosa, she can go. She can work her ass off. Britt Baker, on the other hand, I'm not – still not sold on the gimmick. Not just the gimmick, but just also how things are turning out. Every time that they put her in a match with somebody, it's always it's like it's good to have difference. Yes, it's good to have different opponents. But we don't know whoever, you know, Brit is feuding with. So that's the confusing part. Take Conchi, former WWE superstar in NXT. Um, whatever she decided, you know, to leave NXT because she wasn't satisfied. That's a, a lot of people. Okay. However, the strengths and weaknesses of division. So WWE and AEW. Strength in AEW. Awesome Kong would be one of them. Okay. And then I would say Thunder Rosa would be the next. Takira Shida, I found to be interesting that she bit someone's neck. Shayna Baszler, Becky Lynch, anyone? The strengths of the women division is, are as follows. So you've got Rhea Ripley, you've got Raquel Gonzalez, you've got women of size, women of all kinds of statures. You've got Io Shirai, who is a genius of the sky. You've got Asuka, who's out with a concussion right now. But if you look 
at the entire women's division in WWE versus the women's division in AEW, I don't see how Jade Cargill can do any justice to their, their version of Bianca Belair, essentially. Because just looking at the promo pic of her standing, you know, in between the AEW letters, I'm not saying that she can't improve, but when you know sell a German fucking suplex, really, that's the that's the fucking suplex that you land on your head and it's like it's not impossible to get up from. I know this. Some people say that that's the most dangerous wrestling. A lot of moves are dangerous. As uh, Luke mentioned prior on my show on Monday, you can really hurt somebody. Any move that you try, you can paralyze them. You can kill somebody. So back to the point. Strength. You get appeal by just looking at the pictures. Mm, Yeah, well, I wouldn't know anything about that. (laughs) But what I do know from what I've seen now, I know people are going to say, well, you should give it a chance. You maybe, maybe you might convert over to AEW. No chance in hell. The women's division over there is a joke. There's no consistent stories between any of their superstars at all or any of their talent, as they would like to put it aside from being superstars. And I mean that, what I mean by this is, They've got a women's division, and they are having matches, which is, I don't know if it's an improvement or one of them things where you just look at yourself and go, okay, AEW is now having matches in the women's division, and they're going to be taken seriously. It's not that they haven't been taken seriously. It's just, okay, you've got Nyla Rose and Awesome Kong. Why aren't you utilizing any of them? Well, they're out with injury. Okay. So you have to utilize them somehow, right? Utilizing talent in the women's division in WWE, it's a hit and miss type thing. It's not a perfect system, but when you have Bailey and Sasha feuding with each other, now you've got Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, something that the fans have always wanted to see, even when Bianca was in uh, NXT. Looking through the women's division, it's like, I don't know. Is this a trodden-down version of pale WWE talent, or is this a trodden-down version of what was seen during the Alliance days? And that's... The women's... It just looks so horrible. AEW's women's division is absolutely horrid, minus a few people. Now, obviously, you know, if Britt Baker and uh, Thunder Rosa main evented, that's saying something, but too late, too little, too late. The WWE has already had several main event matches that feature women. And the sad part is AEW's trying, it's not that it's sad being, you know, for them trying to be original when it comes to women's division content. However, it is kind of annoying when I was flip flopping back and forth and I, I did happen to catch that German no-sell, and that really pissed me off. So, I had to pause a little bit just reading the questions on Wrestle Radio Instagram, Wrestle underscore radio. I wouldn't say it was that bad. But the uh, the German suplex, no, so. As I said, I think she's there. She's the blend of Alicia Fox and Bianca Belair, those two together. No, I mean, not necessarily. I don't know. As I said, the women's division in both WWE and AEW, if you look on paper and you look at all the names that I just listed off from WWE versus all the names I listed off in AEW, obviously they must be very talented because if they weren't, they wouldn't be on live TV. 
I understand, folks, the WWE has already had groundbreaking matches like last last woman standing or last man standing between Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. So then they're going to have a lights out match. Where was the build between Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker? When, where, how, what, why? That's the problem when it comes to AEW as far as their women's division goes. I'm not saying they're not a talented Well, that's to be debated. Most people are like, well, I like AEW better because I can relate to it better. Why? Because it fulfills your fantasy? Who cares? As long as you're being entertained, dude, that's all that really matters. I just also have an outside opinion on what AEW is doing when I observe them, and there are a few people that catch my attention. There's a few people that don't catch my attention. The women's division in AEW, let's just face it, they're not the greatest, and they have room to improve. Who's they? Thunder Rosa? Mm, Girlie got it going on. Britt Baker? Go away. <laughs> just go away. After watching her, it's like, well, she's not terrible. What's your version of terrible, and what's your version of great? Because people will say, I watched this match, it was the drizzling shit. Yet they've never been inside the mindset of beginning, middle, end. If you tell me a story, cool. Some people just watch the women's matches just to watch the women, and that's very sick, and also one of them that just makes you go, okay, you're one of those. Britt Baker was a failed May Young classic experiment. She didn't work out too well in WWE. Who knows if she was outspoken or not? I don't think so. It's nothing to take away that they had a main event, you know, lights out between Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. And in my head, I'm thinking WWE's already had main event matches with women. They've got a bigger depth when it comes to roster. That's the one strength that WWE holds over AEW is their women's division. Now, do a lot of people talk about women's wrestling? More so than they used to before. So my question to you all in AEW is what happened to Austin Kong? What happened to Nyla Rose? Because they used to be... The featured all the time when it came to AEW first starting, and they're like, well, there's a pandemic going on. They just want to be safe. I understand that. I understand that completely and wholeheartedly. But what I don't understand is whenever I watch an AEW women's match versus watching a WWE women's match, why does everything have to be non-sanctioned, even the women now? So what's the difference if they get color? That's going to make me want to tune into your show? I mean, what's what's the deal? I'm not understanding uh, <clears throat> the concept of having the lights-out match when they, there was no fucking build to it whatsoever. That's why I told you. The women's division in AEW is a joke. Only some parts of it make total sense. Okay. There's no rhyme or reason as to why they're having a lights-out match. And they're like, well, WWE sucks because it's just straight-up matches. I would rather have wrestling matches than, oh, let's see lights-out. Well, it's something different, something new. Yeah, that's cute when you don't have not only the Women's Tag Team Championships, which is a strength for WWE, Having matches that actually tell a story is a strength that has always been held by WWE. AEW's women's division, as I said, they have 22 members of their roster. Does does numbers, does quantity mean something over quality? You can have about 30 to 40 people on your roster. And you can still have the women's division from hell. So what are the strengths? What are the weaknesses? WWE is more of a contrast when it comes to characters. 
AEW, I do not see the contrast at all. And that's one of the reasons why I lean more towards WWE's women's division because Bailey, Sasha, anyone, Bianca, Sasha, anyone, Naomi, Liv Morgan, Natalia. Well, who else? There's a lot. Guys, there are a lot of people on the roster for WWE. Shazi Blackheart, the Iconics. I mean, at least they have a variation between heel and face. Britt Baker has been booed for the longest fucking time. She uh, she wasn't have she wasn't up to her full potential in WWE. However, I mean, she did land in AEW and she is making in first you know good first impression in front of Cody. <clears throat> and then not just Cody, but the creative that's a part of AEW. Not just Britt Baker, but when you have Several women who remind me of somebody from WWE, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because, like I said, Jake Cargill essentially, not just her, but if I look at some of the roster members from AEW, again, there's a lot of similarities between their count- them and their counterpart. And their counterpart in WWE just happens to be One's that Nikki Cross? Yes, Nikki Cross and one... Let me see here. Uh-huh. Oh, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Their counterparts that I just listed off earlier in the segment. Is it a good or bad thing that AEW had a main event. Well, to answer that question, it's not a bad thing for women to main event a show. And so, let me read this again. Yuka Sakazaki looks like a young Asuka. Aubrey Edwards is not a women's roster, no thanks. Um, Tate Conchi, don't care for. Shayna looks like Vicky James. Red Velvet looks like a, a thinner Ember Moon. Rio could be Asuka. Rebel looks like Deanna Perrazzo. Penelope Ford, don't care. Nyla Rose, badass. Mel, she looks like Molly Holly, just a little bit. Leva Bates, looks like someone from the NXT UK. Chris Stratlander, don't care. Jade Cargill, looks like a trodden down version of Bianca Belair. Elise Valet, always had respect for her. Akira Shida, no thanks. Amy Sakura, one of the oldest Japanese wrestlers in, you know, active wrestling. Big Swole, mm, who cares? Britt Baker, uh, Randy Rhodes, and Awesome Kong, and Ada J. I want to go through the entire list of WWE women's wrestlers currently speaking. Because I don't want to just speak in circles and not have a fucking point. So, the current roster in Uncovered. So, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Charlotte Flair, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, Lana, Mandy Rose, Naomi, and I got an entire list right here. So, <laughs> Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Nikki Cross, Peyton Royce, Shayna Baszler. And that's just, okay, and then you have Bailey, Bianca Belair, Billy Kay, Carmella, Chelsea Green, Liv Morgan, Natalia, Ruby Riot, Sasha Banks, Sonya Deville, and Tamina Snuka. So the women are in the men's division here, and then the women's division in NXT is quite extensive. It goes Aaliyah, Candice LeRae, Cora, Dakota Kai, Ember Moon, Gigi, Andy Hartwell, Io Shirai, Jessamyn Duke, Jesse Kamiya, Casey Catanzaro, 
Karen G or no, Karen Karen Q. Wow. Katrina, Kavita David, Caden Carter, Marina Shafir, May Young May Ying, Mercedes Martinez, Raquel Gonzalez, Rhea Ripley, Santana Garrett, Scarlett Bordeaux, Shotzi Blackheart, Tegan Knox, Tony Storm, Valentina Ferro, Vanessa Bourne, Zia Lee, and Zoe Stark. And that's just the NXT division, the NXT Women's Division, UK, that is. Aaliyah James, Amalia, Elise, Candy Floss, Danny Luna, Isla Dawn, Jenny. I like Jenny a lot. Kaylee Ray, Mako Satamora, Millie McKenzie, Ollie Spartan, unconfirmed, Nina Samuels, Piper Niven, and Zaya Brookside. So, <clears throat> the extensive list of rosters is strength for WWE because at any given moment, you can put anyone from any roster anywhere. And then when you look at AEW, they do have an extensive roster with 20. That's a deep depth right there in 22. I'm not saying that these are terrible athletes. I'm just saying it's a joke because if I look and compare and contrast in my mind with some of these women, they remind me of what's already in WWE. Now, if I had never watched wrestling and I looked at AEW's women's division, I wouldn't know that. But that's not the case because I've been watching wrestling for over two decades. What I'm trying to tell you is the strength in numbers and also options. There's got to be... It's got to be something going off in your mind going, okay, what is the reasons for me watching AEW? What are the reasons for me watching WWE? Well, the reasons for me watching WWE's women's division is because, like I said, they have people that have uncanny strength like Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Raquel Gonzalez, anyone, Mercedes Martinez, anybody. You have the agility of Io Shirai and Asuka and the chaotic psychoticness of Nikki Cross, the unstable behavior from Alexa Bliss. No, I'm not reading a cue card, folks. I'm just reading in my mind descriptions of what I think of these women. Britt Baker, as I said, she was a failed experiment, failed May Young experiment that could have gone somewhere had she done whatever she was supposed to do. But it ended up working out better for her in AEW because she's getting a lot of she got the main event with Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa is oh my god, that talent is something it's like catching lightning in a bottle every once in a great while. Then you've got Awesome Kong, who I've watched since CNA, since Impact, you know. And I've also oh, I don't know, Jazz retired unfortunately. Okay. But one of the biggest things I personally do not care for is the fact that a lights lights out match. Okay. Every match in AEW is a fucking specialty match. So we got to keep people coming back. I hope you realize that one of these days something's going to go wrong and not just the women's division, but the main roster for AEW, and that is if you constantly have a specialty match, hardcore, you know, not anything on a pole. I don't know what someone's obsession with putting stuff on a pole was, but holy shit. The point I'm trying to make is eventually one of these specialty matches is going to backfire, especially in the women's division, and someone's going to get hurt, and then you're down one person. The advantage in WWE is they wait till a pay-per-view or close to it to have a fucking build, regardless of whether it's the men or the women. You get a sense of there's builds, there's feuds, there's reasons behind the madness, and that's not just WWE. I know it's also uh, AEW. However, what I'm trying to say is and actually projecting at people is, <clears throat> yes, AEW has ratings. But they are all over the fucking place. And when shit gets back to normal, and you ask, 
if you ask yourselves, are they going to still be NXT in ratings? Like, I read something that Cody said, we floored them in ratings. You floored them in ratings because you guys take so many fucking chances and people are like, oh, I like the fact that they had this match. And, I, and Cody went one-on-one with Shaquille. And who gives a fuck? They are entertaining the masses. And I know that you just messaged me on Instagram because it says, <clears throat> you just sound biased for WWE. You don't even give AEW a chance. No, I gave them a chance. I don't know. I gave them a chance. I'm just not so sure that you understand why I keep giving them chances. Because it's best to have your competition, right? And, you know, when they're doing well, they're doing well. If they're not doing well, that's going to suck. And the women's division for AEW, their weakness is there's no builds. They have less depth because they only have 22 people. When you have less to work with and less to rotate around, the matches are going to be specialty because it's going to draw a certain kind of audience that doesn't know shit. And then they're going to be like, ooh, women wrestling each other. Cool. That's some guys for you. And then they're like, I'm not going to lie, stir it at her ass. Wink, wink. Have a flavor of ice cream. I said this before. You can either be vanilla bland, or you can add some sprinkles and caramel sauce to this lovely flavor ice cream, whatever it may be. And you can also say that WWE, when it has had, okay, Elimination Chamber, uh, last woman standing, they're yet to have a women's tag team championship match with ladders involved. Of course, I'd probably give WWE and others give WWE um, unintentional creative suggestion. It's going to fucking happen. That's what I'm saying. WWE has more room to wiggle with because their division is more seasoned than AEW. AEW's only been around for, what, three years now? And their biggest problem is look at who they have. You ask any casual fan, do you know who Thunder Rosa is? Do you know who this person is? I mean Britt Baker. Not just Britt Baker, but do you know who Jade Cargill is? Do you know who... I mean, I can go on and on, but it's just like... I'm not going to sit here and just, okay, Nyla Rose. I know who Awesome Kong is, and I know who Thunder Rosa is, but to the general viewing public fan that who doesn't watch wrestling at all and just flips on the TV to TNT will go, oh, cool, wrestling, based on, you know, several things. Are they entertaining? Do they give me a story? Some guys are like, are they hot? I would know, dude, because I'm gay. And I don't watch... The women's divisions are not, you know, eye candy for me. They are for some dudes that are perverse. But, um, yeah. Just saying. If, in fact, you watch wrestling for eye candy, there's no shame in that. But if you're going to ask me a question, it's you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you created another fake name to be an asshole, but I will not read your question out loud, sir, because that is not – I know this show is uncensored, but I'm going to tell you asking questions of sexual nature can get you reported, and eventually you'll get found, and eventually you will get arrested, not for asking lewd questions, but the way you behave, I wouldn't be shocked. Anyways, moving on. So the strengths for both companies are that they have great athletes and these women work their asses off to get where they're at. But when you go past the they work their asses off to get where they're at, there's several divisions in WWE. There's only one women's division in AEW. Some may say, that's easier for me to follow. And that's great. All I'm saying is the biggest problem with the women's division in AEW is there's no fucking stories. There's no... There's no direction. It's like having a GPS that doesn't lead you to the actual fucking location. You know how 
when you type in something on Google, then you know exactly, okay, oh, yeah, cool, this is what I'm looking for. With AEW, it's like I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, and I have to go through several different sources to get to the fucking point uh, or get to the actual research that I'm trying to – you know what I mean. I type in Google, for example, and I type in AEW Women's Division. I found them. There's 22 women on that roster versus the 44 to 48 members of the Women's Division or more. In WWE And they participated in big events Like Mania and Royal Rumble They constantly have Battle Royals in AEW As if it's the fucking indies There's nothing wrong With the independent wrestling scene There's just something wrong when you get to the pro level Why does it look like the indies It feels like the bigger Version of it you know When I've tuned it When I've tuned into it It's like yeah I want them to do good, but at the same token, it's like, wow, you've got maybe a few big names from Japan and a failed May Young Classic superstar or two or three or four, failed NXT UK that made a second round, a second chance in AEW. Is it a bad thing that they have a women's division in AEW? Uh, that's debatable. It's not bad. It's just there needs to be more consistency is what I'm getting at. And WWE has consistency with their stories when it comes to their women in general on each roster. Even NXT UK, who doesn't garner much ratings at all. And there are reasons for that. The audience isn't there. There's there's less of a crowd. I mean, there are several factors that go into WWE not doing so good either because they've held back a lot of women, including Asuka, Io Shirai, not so much, but I felt the need to tell you that sometimes it is annoying when Asuka would lose to women she could absolutely absolutely obliterate without even trying. That's one thing that I don't particularly am fond of when it comes to the women's roster in WWE. There are women that really should not be wrestling for championships, but... I give them the fact that it's consistent with the stories and the builds and the feuds. Where are the feuds? And it's just like, here you go. Here's women's wrestling. Then there's like a Jerry Springer, like effect with Jade Cargo and Brandy Rose and then red velvet. So to sum everything up, who's got the edge in the women's division in wrestling? I know I'm going to be debated throughout other podcasts. And they're like, well, so-and-so, have you seen the matches? Yes, and some of the matches in AEW from start to finish, including the women's division, are the drizzling shits. Just saying. All right. If you didn't like what good old Brian Reynolds had to say, and I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Telling toodles, bitches, I gotta go to sleep for work, so... Have a good night. Happy St. Patty's Day. And uh, toodles, bitches. Good night. And thank you all for listening from Latvia, Indonesia, Australia, Canada, Taipei, Taiwan, Mexico City, Mexico, Nashville, Tennessee, Brooklyn, New York, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Kansas City, Lawrence, wherever you're listening. Thank you so much, Topeka, Seattle. Oregon City, Oregon. I love you all. Everybody in the U.S., Delaware, New England, all of you giving me shout-outs currently on Russell Radio. Thank you so much. I love you all for listening. Give me the 7,000 all-time listens, baby. Dig it. Personality. The coast of personality.
the cult of personality. 